Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and welcome to the Business of Cake Making. Well, hello and welcome to the Business of Cake Making. Hello, Bronya. Hello. Good afternoon. <laughs> oh, good afternoon, yes. Or good morning, depending on what time you're listening to the podcast. Absolutely, yes. Um, so today we are talking about recipe development, which <laughs> is quite important when you you're making cakes obviously I love and, this subject this is so me <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so in order to develop your own recipes you need to understand what each ingredient does which is very true um, some add structure some add aeration some control the activity of other ingredients like vinegar and bicarbonate of soda and such like um, and this makes baking more complex and scientific I, I work on the magic basis. Magic. I can't <laughs> do science. I work magic with and magic. love. Um, so if you forget the salt in, in cooking, like with your vegetables or something, it's just bland. But if you yeah. forget the salt in, um, say, your your cake, your um, your bread that you're making, uh, it's going to make yeah. it's not it's not going to work, is it? Because you need that vital ingredient to make the yeast work. Um, so. Now, I'm going to turn over to you now because I've run out of words. <laughs> right, I am just looking up because we did we did a previous em- episode um, on baking. It was our baking tips. And I went through what each of the ingredients did. So I went through what flour does, what eggs do, because eggs gives your protein and structure and flour is your weak gluten and structure and fat for flavour and sugar for caramelisation and sweetness. That was like one of our first podcasts, wasn't it? Oh, it, do you know what? No, episode 29. Wow. Yeah, we waited till episode 29 before we spoke about baking. <laughs> How did we hold out so long? Yeah, so episode 29, if you want to go back and listen to that, and that was our baking tips, and we talked about what all the ingredients bring to the party as such when it comes mm-hmm. to baking um so we will talk about free from cakes but we're not experts so don't listen too hard to that bit (laughs) we are professionals but not in that zone (laughs) yeah yeah. professionals we're experts but not when it comes to that um so i would always start with knowing that you've got in your arsenal one really good (laughs) we love them about Sorry, Arsenal just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. So what, what should you have in your Arsenal? <laughs> right, so we should always have um, one really good vanilla cake that we have that you have completely mastered. Yes. Really comfortable with, you're really good with. There we'll go through this in a minute, but I I use the egg weighing method. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a very good blog post on our blog, daisycakecompany.co.uk. If you search light and fluffy sponge cake, that is the method that I use. I think it's... Do you still oh, yes. do this? Yeah, it's, it's my yeah. tried and tested. Yeah. I, 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 I will not deviate from that one because I just know... It works. It works for yeah, me. It works. It's It's perfect for me and so, um sorry when you when you're making it and you you look in the bowl you can tell at yeah. what stage you are and yeah. what it should look like you just yeah. know it's like you know part how of your you blood <laughs> <laughs> and because we've made so many using mm. that recipe um but it, you know it's, so very briefly it's you weigh your eggs in their shells you same amount in weight of butter sugar and flour I use plain flour with baking powder, just personal preference. Um, and then for every egg you use, you use a tablespoon of milk. Mm. See, um, I weighed mine today. Yeah, I actually, did it. I, 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 I wanted it. to yeah. see because I, I knew we were doing this. Yeah. But I see, I, I'm not scientific. I, I like to use the terminology splosh. Yeah. You put a splosh of milk in. A splosh per egg. Yeah. <laughs> See, what I tend to do is I will, I've got the scales that you can put your 
your bowl on the scales and zero it I crack mm-hmm. my eggs into the bowl mm-hmm. and then I top up the weight with milk so yeah. it should be the same that's what so I did all today. your four ingredients should be the same yes um now I know people that don't put the milk in and I the other day and I don't know how I did it I made a cake and I forgot and it was so dry yeah and I noticed yeah. that I hadn't put the milk in yeah so. you can almost tell the batter's um just too stiff Yes, yeah, too thick and dense. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, so, and you know, once it cooks, it might look nice in the bowl, yeah. but when it comes out of the oven, it's going to be dry. Dry. Yeah. But that that bit of milk and that bit of extra moisture is how I get a lot of flavour. Mm. That's how that's the like the vehicle that I use to get a lot of flavour. Yeah, vehicle. nice expression. Yeah, yeah, I knew what it meant. Oh, <laughs> um, also, um, I like to put a little bowl of water in my oven on super hot days okay just i just know that it's there's not as much moisture in the air yeah not as interesting Mm. yeah so so that's your basic that's at my basic vanilla cake that's what sammy uses equal measures of equal weights of eggs sugar butter flour and milk to top up the weight that you lose when you crack your eggs and throw your shells away. Mm-hmm. So where do we go with then developing new flavours using that method? How mm-hmm. do you use that method for very many other? I do. Yeah. I do. I use it um for so much. It's like <laughs> it's like um you know if you make a bechamel sauce yep. and then you can make that sauce into so many yes. things yeah it's the same kind of thing with this mix yeah because i know some people like to use a madeira or they use a different method or yeah. so on and so forth but this i think is my tried and tested perfect play you know thing and then i can add things to it i can add um the well the vanilla essence yeah um co- if i want to make a coffee and walnut i'll use my coffee in there but you take the milk out and use the coffee instead yeah yeah um salted caramel yeah. um i can't think of any flavors off of my top of my head raspberry yeah, I, also, I also yeah i also use so if i'm doing a strawberry or a raspberry or like a soft fruit so something like a raspberry i'll get i don't know frozen raspberries or fresh raspberries in the, the summer i don't use fresh raspberries in the winter because there's just they're mank. There's yeah. just no flavour, is there? So no. I use I use frozen. Sometimes I'll even use tinned strawberries mm. or raspberries. Oh, I haven't tried that. I should. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I haven't tried raspberries, but I have tried strawberries. And then I boil the liquid down. Mm-hmm. So I boil it down and boil it down and boil it down. So what you're left with is a little bit of liquid that's got a lot of flavour. Mm. I then usually strain the pips out because no one wants yeah. pips in their tea. No. Um, and I use that as liquid instead of the milk. Yeah. So that would be my flavour, getting my flavour into. Yeah. So I'm sat here thinking, mmm, raspberry and coconut <laughs> cake. I could really go that now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, and and so, like, if I was going to do a raspberry and coconut cake, I'd soak my raspberry in milk as well. Oh, and would I, you? Yeah. Okay. And I, I might use the, because the, that, that makes the coconut get really nice. and. Yeah. See, I've got a completely different recipe for coconut, but. We'll get them. Yeah, we deviate. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so I I use that that liquid, whether it be milk or if it's um like a citrus, so like lemon yeah. or a lime, I won't put the milk in. I'll put lemon put juice and zest in instead. Oh, see, I don't put um the zest in anymore. Don't you? No, I I'm not sorry. I don't put the juice in. Okay. The cake. I put the zest in. Yeah, and because the zest has got more flavour because it's got the oil in the zest. Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, I make it into a kind of a lemon drizzle sim- right. syrup. Yeah, to pour to pour it over the top. Right. Yes. Yeah, see, I still do that actually with lemon. That's the only one I put a syrup on. The only cake yeah. I put a syrup on. I don't put syrup on any other of my cakes. Well, don't you? I don't. I don't tend to on chocolate. It depends on my mood, I guess. <laughs> How the mood takes you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I syrup and sometimes I don't. Oh. So the, the, and the other thing I use with the milk is if I'm doing like um, a lavender. Can you remember when we used, to, we used to make a lot oh, of lavender yeah, yeah. cake, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but lavender can be really overbearing if you just put lavender in as it is. So if you like steep it in the milk, if you warm your milk up 
and mm. then put your lavender in and just steep it in and then it kind of gets a nicer it gets the the flavor throughout the whole of the cake rather than just crunching into the odd bit of yeah lavender. it is a nicer flavor and yeah. um oh it's gone straight out of my head the cake I was gonna say just carry on oh rose rose um oh, cake yeah. as well because you have to be really careful yes on the, yeah. oh no I've remembered um Earl Grey yeah uh, and I see I do um do you put tea bags in your Earl Grey or Earl Grey tea yeah yeah I do I, that with yeah. I do that with chai as well yes vanilla chai. yeah same same yeah so it and, gets more... and um sticky toffee cake as well I soak my yes dates yeah, in tea, um, tea yeah. yeah but yeah so I mean like with things like vanilla chai Earl Grey I warm my milk Put the tea bags. So, say I was doing like a three egg recipe, I'd probably use about six or eight tea bags. I'd use a lot of tea bags. Yeah. And then put them in warm milk and let it sit there, and then squeeze all the tea bags out. And what you've literally got is like this really high, intense flavored milk mm. that then's going to go through your whole recipe and your whole yeah. cake. And it's really, it's really nice. Okay, so that that's our, our absolute best. Oh, the other thing that I quite often do um, is I'll change the sugars out. So rather than using a white sugar, I'll oh, use yes. a, a brown sugar. I didn't know sugar. what you meant then. I was, just, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is a bit scientific for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. So if I'm doing a caramel cake or a Biscoff cake, mm-hmm. I will take out the white sugar and I'll put in a light brown sugar or even a dark brown sugar. And it gives it like a nice caramelly flavour into your yeah. cake. I know it's not a cake, but a flapjack... I always put half white, half do um, you? brown. Yeah, cookies. I do that as well. Half white and yeah. half brown. Yeah, it just so the, the brown just gives it that carrot. Because I always thought when I was younger that brown sugar was unprocessed sugar. Oh yeah, it's not. It's just white sugar with molasses in it. Yeah, and the molasses give that yeah caramelly and, and like burnt the, flavor. I think the cast of sugar. I want to look it up now before I give the wrong information, but I think the caster sugar gives um, more of a crunch uh-huh. as well, yeah. and the the um, brown sugar gives it a more of the the caramelizing yeah. kind of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, so so I, so again, I mean, it's exactly the same recipe, but instead of using say two hundred grams of white sugar, I use two hundred grams of light brown sugar, and it completely changes the whole flavor mm, of the cake. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's yummy. That nice caramel flavour. Right. Chocolate cake. Oh, yeah. So, chocolate cake. What I would say with chocolate cake is never do the old thing of taking a bit of flour out and putting a bit of cocoa in. No, I totally agree because it's really dry. Yeah. And- it just crumbles. Yeah. It just doesn't cut very well. I I personally won't cook no. <laughs> a recipe with cocoa powder no, for, I for won't. chocolate cake. I haven't years. Funny, actually, I've been watching lots of um, videos this morning on YouTube about developing recipes and stuff, and I saw this really nice recipe for a chocolate cake where they melt the butter and the chocolate together. So it's Ooh. not the creaming in method. It's completely different. It's like a brownie because you do that with a brownie. You do yeah, that with chocolate, don't yeah. You melt the butter. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that a go. See yeah. how it goes. Yeah, because the thing is, is I mean, my mum for, oh, as I was a kid, my mum. That's how my mum used to make, make a mm. chocolate cake. She used to take a bit of the flour out and put cocoa in instead. And the thing is, is that cocoa isn't flour. It's not the same. It's not the same ingredient. It soaks up more moisture. It heats differently. Um, it does, doesn't it? It cooks and it dries like out it, quicker and yeah. it's, it's just not the same so my chocolate cake um which i think is the same as yours yeah <laughs> yeah though I, I have changed a few things I'm sure, do you know what since, <laughs> since i've we've moved away from shop i've i've tweaked nearly all yeah, my that's recipes. the word tweaked yeah. do you know what um i've learned today that if you take somebody else's recipe and you change three things within it, it's then your recipe. You really? Can, you, yeah. You can give them a shout out for the original recipe, yeah. but by but changing it's... those three ingredients, the, this person, I mean, it could be total wrong because it was the internet. But <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, yeah, that that's yeah. true really. Because when you change a recipe, do you add, do you do it one thing at a time? Do you think, oh, I'm going to change that? 
or do you do lots of things at the same time because um, I, I will only tend to do one thing because I'm quite scatty and I'd, I wouldn't work out what I'd done right or wrong in the first place see, what I tend to do is I so I'm at the moment I'm writing a cookbook and so I will get inspiration from other recipes from online from cookbooks and everything and I will look at a recipe and I will change it before I even bake it and but I think because I've been baking for long enough and you're probably you could probably do the same but mm. you know that if you took a bit of the sugar out and put a bit more extra butter in there's something else you've got to, I mean you you know how to balance it because your yeah. experience will tell you how to balance it yeah. so I often I often look at a recipe and go oh that's actually a bit too much sugar I don't want to put that much sugar in it so I'll take the sugar out straight away before I even have baked it once mm. um so I'm probably developing it before I even have baked it it's yeah. not to say that it works every time. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. work every time. No. But then <laughs> if it did work every time, it would be boring. Yes. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, is that usually when it doesn't work, because of the experience that we have, we know what went wrong. Mm. So I know that if I bake a cake and it comes out the oven and it looks like it's exploded and then sunk, I've probably put too much baking powder in. Mm. Or I, oh, might yeah. have, I might have put too much sugar in because it's, it's run its it's run away and it's caramelized mm -hmm. so there's certain things that you kind of look at and go oh yeah that had too much moisture in it oh yeah. that had too much fat. you know because of yeah. our your experience or, or you can ask google why has my cake sunk <laughs> and it will it will give you a list of reasons of, yeah of, of possibilities so you know how to tweak it straight yeah. away yeah. um so my chocolate cake which i have tweaked in the last two or three years i think i think they're being tweaked all the time. Every time you make them, yeah. you, you tweak yeah. them a little bit. But I always, always, always use melted dark chocolate. Yes. Yeah, Never cocoa. No. Never ever cocoa. And a lot of liquid. Always a lot. So my recipe's got a lot of milk in it. Yeah. Um, because it makes it fudgy. I was also looking at cake flicks the other day, Paul Bradford's cake flicks. He puts coffee. Oh yeah, because um, coffee um, enhances the flavour of yeah. chocolate. Yeah, so makes it, it more intense. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah if you I know. Put, if you try it and then you just a teeny tiny bit, and you can't taste the coffee. No, not at all. But, I mean, well, he you can pours, if you put too much in. Yeah. <laughs> but he pours literally a whole jug of coffee into you know, so it's really liquid and really really wet. Uh -huh. And my chocolate cake recipe, so my vanilla cake recipe is of a dropping consistency so yeah. it, you know it like flops off the spoon chocolate cake pours yeah. full-on pours out of there yeah. it's a batter yeah yeah it? proper batter. yeah a mix um and the other thing that i really learned was always put salt chocolate cake yeah yeah and yeah, i remember that extra mm -hmm. well it makes it taste like chocolate yeah. I remember watching um years and years ago. Can you remember they used to I don't know where they still do them, the Christmas lectures on BBC? Oh I don't oh I don't know this. But there was one on taste. There was one on yeah. taste and like super tasters and people that because I can't drink I can't eat coffee, drink coffee, it's too bitter. Mm -hmm. And there are certain people that can't drink it because the the taste certain taste buds work differently to other people. Yeah. Other people don't like sweet stuff because Yeah. But they had dark chocolate. They had chunks of dark chocolate and they told everyone to eat this dark chocolate. Then they put a little bit of salt uh -huh. on a chunk of dark chocolate and told everyone to eat it. And they went, right, what's the difference? And they all said it tastes more chocolatey. Really? Just that wow. little bit of salt. Yeah. And that's what seasoning does in food, isn't it? it just yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, because you put salt in, um, say you've made some butter icing and it's, do you know, sometimes you taste really it and sweet. you're like, Oh my yeah. god, it's just horrible. <laughs> you can put a bit of salt in it and that will counteract the sweetness. Yeah, it just cuts through it. I, I occasionally put a little bit of salted butter in with all my other mm -hmm. unsalted because yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just a little bit teeth achingly. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so chocolate and my chocolate cake, I have to say, um I don't muck about with it really that much. You know, I wouldn't put too many other flavours in. I put a a tisp of um, vanilla essence yeah. in mine. Yeah, but I wouldn't make it a chocolate orange cake or a chocolate mint cake or... Uh, uh, no, I, I, um, what I tend to do is I make the buttercream. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate minty bit. bit. Yeah. Because so it it's be... easier to control the flavour as well with yeah. the mint. Yeah. 
So I think things like chocolate and, and other cakes that I use a specific recipe for that I never, I don't say don't develop it, but it's not one. So, you know, like a, a vanilla cake with raspberry and you're making a raspberry cake and you're developing that and that's what's becoming something else. But other things mm. like carrot cake is always a specific recipe. Yeah. Um, Though um, I have uh, tweaked my carrot cake recipe because I, I like to put in a little bit of this and a little bit of that sometimes I put a little little bit more ginger or a it's little the spices, bit more spices isn't it yeah but it's still it's still a very specific recipe isn't it you yeah. wouldn't take you wouldn't take a vanilla cake and bung a bit of carrot in. no no you that know, just wouldn't work you have very, to yeah yeah because it's like half the carrot it's half carrots as well yeah yeah um and also you always use oil and brown sugar in it as well yeah I have tried other carrot cake recipes and, and they're never as nice as the one we use. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. So another one, uh, talking about coconut, um, when I make coconut cake, I always put coconut cream in it. Oh, nice. It gives like a more all round. But again, it's more of a specific recipe. So it's not like a vanilla cake with a bit of this and a bit of that. It's a more of a specific yeah. recipe that I've kind yeah. of developed by taking a bit of the fat out putting a bit of the because by taking yeah. the fat out and putting coconut cream in instead which is fatty and you know, it balances of, us all out because yeah. it all is magic but a science experiment <laughs> really um right nuts Ugh. so th- this is cut like um i know but see this is a bit sciencey for me right. i can't i can't tweak nut recipes like adding almond flour and stuff like that I always have to look it up because I can't work out the ratios but I know with say um I can't think of a cake that I'm going to make say bakewell off the top of my head you can tweak it because you're putting more almonds in and you need to reduce the amount of flour yes that you're putting in is that right yeah yeah. yeah, so I would, if I was doing almonds, I would take probably a third of the flour out yeah, I think and put the same right. weight in. Yeah. But I would always still use the same amount of baking powder as mm. I was going to use. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't get that rise. But oh. I made um, I made a pistachio cake. Pistachio uh, and cardamom? It was pistachio and rose. Oh. So I've, been, rose... I've been doing pistachio and cardamom a lot recently. Right. Well, this had, this had a rose buttercream on it so when you oh, make pistachio nice. do you use by do you buy ground pistachios are you grinding your own i'm grinding my own right see this is my problem this is where i had my problem right so when you buy almonds they come ready ground and they're fine my pistachios i ground them and when you grind nuts they release oil yeah so how did you do it did you do it in the whizzer yeah or did you i uh, see i do mine in a pestle and mortar Okay. Uh, oh, so, it, so you've got more control over it. So I probably yeah. overground mine a bit. Yeah. So what I had to do is because they suddenly went greasy because because the nut they start the yeah. So I actually laid them out. <laughs> I laid them out on um, uh, kitchen paper. Yeah. And then I laid them out all on kitchen paper and let the oil sink in. And I li- li- literally let them dry for twelve yeah. hours, and they were fine the next day when I used yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the but the baking paper was like. I can imagine. Really greasy. Yeah, yeah. They've got a high concentration of fat, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I just do it. I do I put I do the cardamom first and then I put the pistachio on top. Right. And then okay. just give it a good So you're probably it... to get more control, you're seeing what's going on. Yeah. A bit more. Yeah. This was a really big cake. This was something like nine layers of cake. Oh god, yeah, that would have been a lot of uh yeah. it was <laughs> a lot of pistachios. My my pestle and mortar isn't that big. <laughs> No, no, this is this is a big, big cake. But yeah, so just watch if you are grinding your own nuts. Um, <laughs> just watch for the amount of oil they release. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but yeah, generally I take I swap a third of the flour for the the ground nuts. Yeah, so I've got a really good gluten free cherry bakewell cake that right. I do, and um. That I, I'm trying to think of the ratio of flour, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But that is most, it's a lot of almond right? compared to the flour. But yeah. it's, it's so good. But the, I mean, almonds, you buy almonds ready ground. They've all, yeah. they've dried out. They've 
they're bit fine of, to use straight out yeah. of the can you get powder you must be able to get powdered um or ground pistachios i couldn't find them that's why uh, i ended up doing my own because i couldn't find them um uh, all i could find was whole pistachios maybe you can't maybe if i'd looked on the internet i would have oh, yeah. to find them but I like the fact if I do it in the pestle and mortar, you you it's more. Um, oh, I can't think of the word. Oh, what's wrong with me today? Where's all my words? <laughs> <laughs> you in know, the oven. it's more rough. Like yeah, um, yeah. I like know you mean. It's more, I mean, it's probably probably get crunchy bits and irregular. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. And I quite I quite like that. And yeah. I like the fact you can see the little black fleck, black and green flecks. Yeah throughout it as well yeah yeah mine mine was mine looked like i'd bought ground almonds but they just happened mm-hmm. to be green pistachios yeah. that's what mine looked like yeah right um cupcakes mm-hmm. i did a live on instagram the other day about cupcakes because i did a poll about how many people use a different recipe for their cupcakes than they do their big cake and only a third of people different recipe. Really? Gosh, that's yeah. really interesting. So everyone else was using, two-thirds of the people were using their big cake recipes in yeah. cupcakes. And so I did a live about it, and I did a blog post about it as well, because I think cupcakes should be a different recipe. Mm. They're I've, like little. I do. Yeah. They're little, and they're being held, they're being held up by a, a case and they're little and they're going to dry out quicker. Um, so they need to be a really nice, moist. 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 Definitely. Definitely. I find if I, because um, you know, sometimes you're in a hurry and you think, oh, I'll just do six cupcakes or whatever. Yeah. And you use your cake mix. I just don't think they, they rise as nicely oh. as the cupcake recipe. They look more amateur. <laughs> yeah. They, they look like you've used your big cake recipe. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes uh, oh, vegan. I'm I'm not that great at vegan, but I've used vegan cupcake recipes. All right, that have just been awful. It's like oh. they look like cake, and then you cut into them, and it's it's that's that's the word I'm going to use. <laughs> <laughs> they just there's just nothing in there. Yeah. So yeah, I prefer using. Oh, I'm not going to talk about vegan. I'm just okay. let's let's just move on. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. But I mean, I so my cupcake recipe is again really really liquidy. It's got a lot of milk in it. It's got a lot of liquid in it. Um, it is quite a fine crumb. Yeah, the actual crumb and, is quite fine. Um, and how do you? So for me, um, if you over mix your cupcakes, yeah, it. It makes them quite heavy. Yeah, really. So dense. you you need to to mix them to the point of there's no massive lumps of flour, yeah. but a few lumps. Yeah, of so smaller. just combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because any more than that, and because um, Mark's been using my well, it's your cupcake recipe, really. Um, your cupcake recipe, and when he does it, he can't cope with the fact that I'm saying no stop at this point stop you must stop and um hit some of his cupcakes have been like lead balloons (laughs) 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 yeah yeah Yeah. because the the gluten has just been over mixed yeah and um, but I think because there's so much liquid and they it gets wet so quickly it just needs to be and also because it's small whereas in in a big cake um I mean you should never over mix any cake because it will make it dense because mm. it 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 strengthens the now, gluten I've too got, much i've got a question for you okay so when you mix your say like your victoria sponge yes you've added your flour yes how long do you mix it for after right so i've changed i've tweaked my victoria sponge right uh-huh. um my flour i hand mix in oh really yes i oh, now don't mix the flour with the mixer if uh-huh. i do it's literally until it is just mixed uh-huh see i even though it's not quite mixed and then i'll yeah. i'll mix it up a bit because I, I will mix it for about two minutes really yeah yeah oh. because um i read somewhere that it 
makes the um, baking powder get completely combined throughout the okay. mixture evenly. Right, so that's that why sense. I do that. So I yeah, so I've started doing I've started creaming my um, butter and sugar till it's really light and fluffy. Yeah, adding my eggs a bit at a time. Yeah. Um, if it starts to look like it's going to curdle, add just a spoon of flour to stop yeah. that curdling. And then once all that's all lovely and fluffy, because it's got so much air in it and I don't want to knock that air out of it with my mixer, yeah. I then put my flour in and fold it through by hand. Yeah. Which is what I do now. Uh-huh. You should never, never over mix, over mix anything because especially with the cake, if you develop the gluten too much, your gluten is going to become bready. And if it becomes bready, you're going to have sweet Heavy. bread. You're yeah. not going to have cake. You want light, fluffy cake. And going back to the chocolate cake, sorry, I yes. just thought of a point. Um, so we whisk our egg whites up to fold into our cake. Yes. Don't. So you want your egg whites to be stiff. Yes. But if you over whisk it, it changes the proteins within yeah. it. And, and again, that means your cake's not going to rise as much yeah yeah see the the egg is there the the egg protein is there to create structure yeah and it's that structure that will allow air inside to expand with the heat Mm. and if you've destroyed your structure in some way by the curdling it or over whipping or anything like that then you're going to lose that that ability for it to rise because you've destroyed the structure basically yeah it's very technical to it, it, do you know it is it is but it's so much fun so much fun so so you were talking earlier and i think this is the really good way of getting a lot of flavor into cake and that is combining flavors with your frostings and fillings oh yeah yeah i think that is just the the best way so there are certain cakes that and i cannot make a white chocolate cake Oh no, I I can't, I can't. I don't even bother because no, <laughs> I just white I've cake. tried, I've yeah. tried, and they it just doesn't it's work. White chocolate has got too much fat in it. It's yeah. got too much sugar in it. It affects all the balances of everything you're doing. So if anyone wants a white chocolate cake, I always so like a raspberry and white chocolate. I'll do a raspberry cake with a white chocolate buttercream every time. That's what I do. Every Sorry, I'm not bored. I'm yawning. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, strawberry and white chocolate, raspberry and white chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. always the white chocolate goes into the buttercream. Yeah. And do you put a little um, layer of ganache above the raspberry as well? Because I, I, okay, it depends what mood I'm in. Oh, what, like above your raspberry jam? Yeah, yeah. Above it or below it? Well, it doesn't matter, either or. <laughs> um, Just so that when you cut into it, it'll go uh, white chocolate, raspberry. Yeah, but also I don't. So if you're, if I'm using um like a jam, I never let the jam touch the cake. No, no, because that's just and it makes the cake soggy. And so if you put a barrier of buttercream or ganache, um, so you've got cake, buttercream, jam, buttercream, cake. Yeah, yeah. So it never touches other because we had we had someone come in at the shop once i don't know whether you remember um complaining that her cake was unbaked and it wasn't it was that we had put the jam on before the buttercream and it sunk into the jam and made it sunk into the cake and made it soggy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um when you're using jams and stuff like that um how what what do you go for in a jam so if i you if i buy a a raspberry jam um i don't like to buy the seedless jam no because I, fi- I think it's really bland yeah so i like to buy so i've tr- i've tried a lot of jam <laughs> i'm a jam <laughs> connoisseur yeah jam <laughs> connoisseur and um my personal favorite is um aldi's raspberry jam it's um, All right. I, I don't know how much it is now it's probably about one pound one pound fifty something like yeah. that and uh, I like to buy three or four jars I empty them all out into a saucepan I, I bring them up to a gentle heat and then I strain it and and just rejar them oh, okay that's how that's how I do it yeah 
But I don't see like strawberry damp. Strawberry no, no, it's only raspberries because raspberries got big pips. Yeah, big pips. I don't make jams and I don't make curds. And I know a lot of people do make lemon curd and lime curd. I I don't. Um, yeah, I like uh, that's another thing I like to because I can't. I'm the same. I can't make curds. They yeah. they just curdle. Yeah, I <laughs> just I've just never never had the urge to make a curd. No, yeah. and um, I do. If I have to, I make an orange curd. Yeah, so there's. You... I know we. I've made. Um, I think at the shop we made a passion fruit curd once as well. Yeah, yeah. If it's something that you really can't buy, then yeah. I'll, I'll I'll make it. But generally, yeah, the lemon lime. Yeah, but I jams. really like. I don't. I don't like the cheap varieties. No, because they but, taste. Cheap. They taste like sugar. They taste artificial. Yeah, and they've got a real thwang when you when you taste it. It's yeah. not, and it's not a nice texture in your mouth. Whereas if you buy a lovely. Top of the rate. I can't remember the brand. Of the like top. the Is extra it? special ones and the, yeah, and the yeah. Bon my, yeah, that's the one. But my <laughs> my favourite is the Waitrose. Yes, um, lemon curd. Yeah, because it's really good. really fluid as well. It hasn't congealed. Yeah. So when you cut into the cake, it's not like a like a, a jelly. jelly. <laughs> yeah. It's and a, it's really zingy and lemony as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, I we did um we did try at the shop on a number of occasions of adding jam into cake batter try and make the cake the, the cake that flavor with awful results can you yeah. remember we like swirled it and yeah. looking back it's because jam is virtually all sugar yeah. so we were re- rearranging we put too much sugar in the mix yeah, basically that's right so don't think that you can just put a dollop of jam in or a dollop of peanut butter or a dollop of biscoff or whatever because they've got a lot of sugar in them and if you put them into a cake batter they... it's going to adjust the the, the consistency the flavor yeah. of the cake yeah. the way it cooks the way it bakes yeah it's affecting your balance yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <your> balance. <laughs> although what we did used to do with a lot of things like jams and also a lot of the fruits like rhubarb and apple and plums and pears and things mm. do a lot of upside down cakes yeah put yeah them in the bottom of the pan and then put the cake mix on top yeah and that was quite a nice way of getting flavor when okay. you're de- sorry i'm going off piece when oh, do do how do you go all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Do do the the ideas come to you, or will you be out and you go, oh look at that? Um, yeah. So I find a lot of um, if you know if you go like to cafes or if you go to a restaurant and you see you see a dessert, not yeah. necessarily a cake, but it's a dessert or a donut or mm. a brownie or oh yeah, crispy cream. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what? I delivered a cake thursday last week on the way back i had to come down the a3 that's got a drive through crispy cream yeah you have, you've got to go in yeah i did do you know um <laughs> anyway I sorry Chris, sorry no, i'm going to talk about crispy creams i <laughs> thought they were really expensive but you can get like a box of 12 for yeah. a ridiculously cheap it's, amount the more you buy the cheaper they are yeah yeah, but that's where I tend to get my inspiration is out and about mm-hmm. eating. And also when I watch a lot of food programs. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching the science of of cake making earlier and it's so interesting, but it was an hour and a half long and I could see Mark's eyes rolling into the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> also, so. have you followed? Oh, I'm not going to be able to find him now. Um, on Instagram, Benjamin the Baker. Yeah, yeah. So, so Benjamin, if you're into the science of baking, watch Benjamin the Baker on Instagram. Um, because what he does is he so his last post on Instagram, as we're recording today, is all about um, brownies, whether they're underbaked, overbaked, and he will he will take one recipe and adjust one ingredient mm. so i'll take some out some in and he'll show what all the different adjustments to that yeah. one ingredient will do so he does it with cakes he does it with cookies and it's really interesting if you want to know if you're developing recipes and you want a cookie slightly crunchier how much extra sugar to take out or put in yeah it's it's so clever isn't it yeah and, and if you're that way inclined I'd, it depends sometimes i am sometimes i'm not because 
I, I, I like to stick to the easy methods. <laughs> but sometimes you think, oh, I just really want to change something. Yeah. And and you just need to know why you what? can change it like yeah. that, what you should do to, yeah. to incorporate it. Yeah, so if you it. took that flour out, what should it do to your cake? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, Delia Smith has a hints and tips why at the oh, back yeah. of her book why why has this failed why has it done that I mean it's a really old book it's from yeah. 1992 but even so I mean like the, the, the basic ingredients are still all the same aren't they so they're probably yeah. pretty yeah. accurate and oven temperature as well makes a difference with some cakes so you'll you'll bake so my cherry bakewell cake my gluten-free yeah. cherry bakewell um has to be cooked at a higher temperature whereas okay. we bake most of our cakes at 150 degrees centigrade yeah every now and then you'll get a cake that you know that if you bake it at 150 it just hasn't got the heat yes. to make it rise yeah. up yeah. it's that extra boom extra oomph. especially if it's like because it's all got almond, almonds in it so i think that's heavier Oh, maybe. Yeah, may well be, because it is heavier. The other the other thing that I find with temperatures is that when you've got hot spots in your oven, you can see, I don't know, that I mean you can't stop hot spots in your oven. Hot spots are one of those things you just have to learn where they are in yeah. your oven. It's like so you could have a cake in the middle of the oven. Yeah. One half of it cooks yeah wow amazing yeah and the other half you think what what's yeah. happened yeah. why were you burnt yeah so you oh. just need to learn your hot yeah. spots this guy i was watching um on the science program i think he was saying 70 percent of ovens aren't at the correct temperature that, that doesn't surprise me yeah that it's um he gets his cal- ovens calibrated every month i think wow. but it was a bit big big organization yeah then um but i don't know how, i know how to calibrate ovens because there's a special thing on your on the knob <laughs> that you twist right but some ovens you can and some ovens you can't right yeah see so, i don't think i can on mine I no i can't on mine no either but i have i have worked with ovens before but i know could. i mean i know where my hot spots are they're my back left i know exactly uh-huh. where they are oh see mine's my front right there you go <laughs> but yeah you just learn you learn things like that and you learn either not to put the cakes in there or what cakes you can get away with putting there so i know my chocolate cake it's fine going at that that in that hot spot whereas my vanilla sponge i wouldn't yeah no you know I, no. I, you just kind of know which ones um we kind of touched on syrups earlier yeah so because so, oh. I, I mean i i know a baker we or we know a baker um used to add flavor with syrups she's she doesn't bake anymore she was like a real old school um classically trained baker and she would do so a coffee cake with a something syrup so she would add the syrup as a flavor but i was put off syrups when i went to a garden party like an afternoon party once and I had a piece of cake and it was literally I could squeeze Sodden. it yeah, yeah. so yeah. I've really been put off syrups it was almost yeah. like the bottom of a trifle and I hate yeah. trifle um, <laughs> so do you put syrup because I don't because I've been really put off syrups I uh, it depends on my mood if right. sometimes I've done a bake and I think oh that I don't like I think they're not as moist as they could be okay yeah say it's like um I've just overbaked it by five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will use a syrup. See, uh, yeah, see, I will, if I can feel it's dry, I might yeah. put a little bit, and I will paint it on. But with I paint brush. it on as opposed to, because um, there's, is it Dolores? I can't remember. On YouTube, she makes amazing cakes, and she has, she's designed this a syrup. Oh, is it the bottle with the holes in? Yeah. Squeezy bottle with holes uh, in? Yeah. But I, I couldn't, I wouldn't do that, because no, I'd, I'd be, be panicking. Yeah. But um, other countries do like their cakes really wet i think spanish cakes okay i can be a bit wet yeah. i tend not to put syrup on my chocolate cakes because they're so moist yeah anyway um i put lemon drizzle on my lemon drizzle yeah but do you do when if you do lemon drizzle do you put the lemon juice on when the cake is still hot yes yeah so you kind yeah. of almost evaporating out yeah and I, and again i only paint it on with a silicone brush because um the brushes <laughs> the the bristles you'll look at it and you'll think oh 
Here's another bristle there. Oh, yeah, and if someone's going to eat that and go, I've got a blonde hair in my cake. Yeah, and they haven't got right. a blonde hair. It's right, off of the brush. bristle. <laughs> but yeah, because I also, I watched um, Nastasia from the... Oh, um, the indulgent plum. The indulgent sugar plum, yeah. And she, she did some baking the other day and she bought these cakes out of the oven and she literally poured bucket loads of Irish cream on them. Oh, really? Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, you could see they were swamped. But then she said the next day on her, it was on her stories, and she said, "Like I've had a lot of people saying to me, why? Surely they're going to be really, really soggy." And she said, "Because it was alcohol, and because the cakes were hot, it all evaporates off. So what uh-huh. it leaves is the flavour." Yeah. And I'm like, actually, that's really clever because yeah. you're evaporating the alcohol off. So she, she actually just poured the alcohol over. Yeah, she literally she she put, took them out of the oven, got a bottle of Bailey's, uh-huh. and just poured it. Wow! I mean, I've when got she started of Bailey's downstairs, <laughs> when she started to do it, I was like, "Whoa, that's a lot, a lot, a lot." And it's one of those things that Irish cream is one of those one of those flavors I've always struggled with getting enough Irish cream in to make enough flavor without curdling yeah. the mix. Yeah, and if that's how she's doing it, that's quite a good way of doing it because it's just evaporating but leaving the flavor behind. But other th- I suppose on- it's like um, if you make a cherry, um, oh, God, again, words fail me. What's that one with the cherries that you put on? Black and it's Forest. Black Forest. Yeah. Black with Forest cake. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'll, I'll pour the kish over that. But will you do that when it's hot or cold? Hot. I'll yeah. do it when it's hot. I, I won't do it when it's cold. Yeah, I think as soon as you start putting wet, stuff on cold cakes you only do it when you know it's too dry yeah and then you have the possibility as well that it's only going to go halfway through when it's cold it just when it when it's warm it's just like it's as if it's going yes coach me in your beautiful juices (laughs) flavor me flavor me (laughs) so 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 what we're saying is is we like a hot bath we don't like a cold shower yeah yeah (laughs) right okay Right, and then very, very lastly, um, we should touch on free from cakes. Yeah. I'm going to say, first off, if you are not a free from baker and someone says to you, I need a gluten-free or nut-free or egg-free cake for whatever reason, you're... Research it. Yeah, but you're legally, you should tell those people that your kitchen is not free from. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Straight off. If someone says, I need a dairy-free cake, you must say to them, I can make a dairy-free cake if you can, but please be aware my kitchen will have dairy in it, will have all the allergens in it, Yeah. um, because you don't want to end up in court for killing someone because you didn't tell them that. Yeah. I put it on my stickers on my box as well. Um, In the kitchen with nuts. Well, I I think my sticker says my kitchen has all allergens because it does. Yeah. Oh, that's Apart a good idea. Mollusks. I don't know what mollusks are, but I don't know. Oh, that's them. like shellfish. Okay. Oh, maybe they do. Then, so, yeah. Well, some, sometimes you get an ingredient. Uh, what is it I use quite a lot and it's got shellfish in it? Oh, I can't think of the top of my head. But. Yeah, so, but free from cakes. I can make dairy free easily yeah. because um, stork now is vegan. Or mm-hmm. you can get the pure baking vegan. Flora has a really good block butter, plant-based. Yes, that yes. works just like normal butter. Yes. So dairy-free, easy. Getting a lot easier, yeah. yeah dairy-free is easy. because you just... have to remember not to go, oh, we'll just put some milk in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've got like an almond milk or a, a yes. oat milk or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so dairy-free is much, much easier. Egg-free, I, vegan and egg-free, I just find really hard because I think egg is so crucial yeah. in the mix. To take it well, out, I find it really I, hard. I can honestly say I can make an egg-free chocolate cake and it is amazing. It's called, if you can look it up on the internet, it's called a depression cake because back in the depression... Um, oh, they didn't have eggs. They, they didn't have eggs and right. stuff, so... Um, I mean, it's fantastic. I've used it for wedding cakes. But the vanilla version, yeah, I don't like it. I just can't get it. I have got a vanilla um, vegan cake, and it was your recipe. 
Yeah, but I don't like it anymore, so I won't make oh. it. <laughs> it's with um, it's with yogurt in, isn't it? Yeah, Instead of, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I find vegan or egg-free really difficult because mm. I find because egg is so integral, and the same with sugar-free. I can't make sugar-free. I just do not oh, like no, the taste. No. Um, anybody who rings up a diabetic asking for a diabetic cake, I will say just don't have cake. You're yeah, diabetic yeah. Or for just a have, a, have a small slice. Just have a little yeah. slice. Yeah. It's not just the cake that you've got to make with no sugar. It's the frosting. And... Yeah. And it's so artificial. It yeah. really tastes like, oh, just, I, I can taste it. Like the the, the saccharine yeah. sweet. It's just not real. That's yeah. not cake. That's disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, I, because my, my um, sister-in-law is celiac, so she can't have wheat gluten. And I said to her, I went, oh, I'm just, because I, I made her a brownie or something. I said, oh, I'm really sorry. It's just got a funny texture to it. She went, look, if you're like me and you can't eat a half of the stuff, this is good. Mm. So it's kind of yeah. what you're finding the balance. Yeah. See, my sis, my sister-in-law's gluten-free and um, she, she says you can't tell with she can't tell with my capes because they're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you can. I bet you can tell. Yeah. But I do, with gluten-free flour, I buy three different brands yep. and I sift them together. Yeah, mix them all together. Yeah. Because that, that just makes all the difference. Because there are certain brands, I'm not going to say it because there are lots of different brands, but there is one particular brand that is just so gritty. It's horrible. Yeah. If I if I can possibly not use it, I won't. I always say buy yeah. other brands because yeah. I hate that particular one. Maybe which no. one it is quite good? Asda. Yeah, yeah. Asda. And Sainsbury's. Yeah. yeah. And um, did you know Dr. Octa, um, oh. like bicarbonate and baking powder, is, is gluten-free? Oh, Okay. So, because, you know, we always buy those, like... The big uh, ones from Booker's. Yeah. Yeah. Do you put xanthan gum in your gluten-free? Yes, I always. do. Because it, yes. it helps to hold it together. The other yeah. thing with gluten-free, um, I always put a little bit more moisture in it because gluten-free flour can suck up a lot more moisture. Yeah. So I always put a little bit more moisture in oh, it. Oh, I... I... Uh, on this science thing I was watching earlier about baking cakes so you know if you measure your flour out in a bowl with maybe it's got a damp side or yeah. something oh yeah 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 it alters the amount of weight of your flour because the water is soaking up the flour um so oh. it can change your um, right. how much you've weighed out and you don't realize interesting yeah See that, and that is a lesson to always weigh you. I think we said that on our episode about baking tips. Always, always weigh. Your, yeah. But never use cups as measurement because it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, and, and if you convert cups to, I was going to say pounds and ounces then, but we no, who uses pounds and ounces? <laughs> to grams. There is a slight difference as well. Yeah. And with with different, uh, so if you've got a cup of flour as opposed to a cup of sugar, yes. they're yeah. different. They're different weights, so you have to be aware and, yeah. of that. Yeah, but for, I mean, free from. I can make gluten free. I can make dairy free. Um, everything else, I leave to experts that that's what they do. Yeah. Now there are really good vegan bakers out there. I know who they are in my area, and I will highly recommend them to everyone because I don't want to make that because I can't do it. And there's nothing more disheartening than putting all your love into a cake to get it out of the oven and go, oh, dear. Yeah. I mean, how many egg-free cakes have you baked and pulled right. them out? They've gone in looking amazing. They've come out looking like a bit of rubber. Yeah. And yeah. you no. Yeah. No. Like, I can't. I just can't do it. Um, yeah. yeah. So leave the free-froms to the experts. Or become yes. an expert because that's, yeah. that's a good niche to have. Yeah, definitely. Not my niche, though. All right, is there anything anything else on recipe development, on adding flavours, on... Um... Um, I'm just going to look at my notes. Okay. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about things sinking. Oh, no. I'm good at sinking things. <laughs> <laughs> so you get your white chocolate chips, you freeze them because that... That yeah. helps, and then you you dust them in a light coating of uh, flour, flour, yeah. 
and then you sprinkle them lightly over the top and they sink to the bottom yeah. of your mixture faster than the Titanic did. And do you know why that is? Because your um, mixture just is so light wet. and fluffy. No, it's because uh, your mixtures are so light and it's got it's got so much air in it and yeah. there's nothing oh, stopping yeah, yeah. it. It's got nothing stopping yeah. it. So if you're going to put things in cakes, you've got to have a denser cake, I think. Yeah, yeah. Less that, milk. Yeah, less milk or just a Madeira or pound cake or something like that. Just a denser cake, which then will be drier. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so white uh, chocolate, put it in your buttercream. But I, because yeah, I can oh, never... but it's when you do a nice uh, chocolate chip, white chocolate chip and raspberry, which I sometimes do. It's it's can you nice. Stick your chocolate chips in the raspberries. And hope they don't sink. <laughs> yeah, but my raspberries sink as well. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I, I'm, I'm, it's like, a, oh, my God, has it worked? Has it worked? And you, you peel the, the greaseproof paper off and you're like, no, nope. because there's a layer of raspberries and white chocolate. <laughs> See, I don't make cakes with whole chunks in like that. If I'm making a raspberry cake, I would boil down the raspberries yeah. and use the juice. I yeah. put in yeah. raspberries. The only thing that does seem to work is apple. Apple doesn't seem to – I think apple's quite mm. light – Oh, sorry, I'm just getting that. Oh, I fancy making that lovely apple cake that my mum used to make with the apples on the top and brown sugar and cinnamon. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean, apple and cinnamon, great, great um, autumn flavour, really good autumn flavour. But apples don't seem to sink because they're not heavy. Once you cut them all up, all the bits are, are quite light. But anything like raspberries, blueberries cherries cherries all of that they will all sink if your if your mix is just too light and, fluffy. and no matter yeah. how much flour you put on them how much you freeze them all of that they're just too heavy and they're going to sink because your mm-hmm. batter is too light and fluffy and you're too good a baker yeah <laughs> ding yeah um anything else anything else on your list um no, I did learn though that if you tap your eggs on a work surface as opposed to on the side of your bowl, they don't shatter. So you get oh. a you. So you know sometimes you get because I'll be like yeah. throwing them in, like get, get, get them done quick, yeah. get bits in it. So yeah, if you shat, I've, I've tried it this morning, and you tap them on the work surface, they they do they just open nice. much nicer. Did you know though that if you get eggshell in your eggs? How to get eggshell out? I use the eggshell. Another bit of eggshell. It's like a magnet. Because if you try and do it with your fingers, it just slides away. No, 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 no. But also, if you if you break all your eggs into one bowl, the egg the shell will sink to the bottom, and if you don't pour it out too vigorously, it will stick on the bottom of the bowl anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's and that's a fact. (laughs) Right. Okay. I think we um. I think we've covered everything, everything I hope today. Please let us know if we haven't. Yeah, it, if or if you've got tips. any amazing flavour combinations, we'd love to know. I mean, I've got a whole menu um, behind me. Should I read oh, off yeah. some? Should I read off some of my flavours that I offer? Yes, please. Um, roasted strawberry and balsamic. Oh, I haven't tried that one, but I know it's yeah. really so, yummy. Um, a roasted strawberry cake with a balsamic buttercream. Um, brown sugar and coffee. So use brown sugar in your coffee cake, um, strawberry and fizz, chocolate orange, coconut cream and lime. One of my favourites. It's got lime. I'd have it with the coconut cream. Oh, just you no don't lime. like lime, do you? No. Um, lemon basil. That's another one. That's Ooh. yeah. So fresh You've basil. Got a very adventurous yeah. menu there. So you get fresh basil and you chop it really finely and you put it in your lemon juice and then that infuses into your lemon juice and then you put that in your mix. Oh, um, black cocoa and raspberry. So black cocoa. Yeah. So if you buy black cocoa, it's what, the intense a, stuff. It, do you know what? It's not. It's not more chocolatey it's more bitter so it's got a more bitter Uh flavor Mm -hmm. so i make um my normal chocolate cake and add black cocoa to that and put a little bit more milk in to soak up soak it up um and it just makes it a little bit more bitter Mm -hmm. it's a really dark dark cake so if someone Mm -hmm. wants like a black halloweeny type cake and you don't want to use artificial color black cocoa is quite quite good to use and it's good with raspberry because raspberry cuts through that bitterness 
Um, did I say ginger and cinnamon? No, but yes. Yeah, ginger and cinnamon. So ginger cake, I've got a really nice, I've got a really nice gooey ginger cake recipe with cinnamon buttercream um, oh. and rhubarb and custard. Can't beat rhubarb and custard. No, that's a good cake. Um, so that's my list that I've got there, but I'll do anything. anything I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything for cake, but I won't do that. <laughs> right, so... um. It's time for <laughs> product of the week. Product of the week. <laughs> product of the week. <laughs> Can I go first? Yes, yes. Right, mine. I'm gone really commercial. Really, com- uh-huh. well, not really commercial. I've gone quite mainstream for us yeah. cake makers and decorators because I've gone for the sugar paste. Oh, have I don't you? use a lot of sugar paste. No, you don't at all. No, I don't use a lot of sugar paste. But when I do, I'm always pleased when I have the sugar paste. I've, uh-huh. I mean, let's face it. I'm not dissing Couture or Renshaw or Massa or anything like that. I don't actually think I've used the sugar paste. Have you not? See, I, oh. I do like it. Have um, you noticed the price of everything's gone up? I was doing my shopping yesterday and I yeah. thought, oh. Yeah, yeah, pennies everything, up. Everything's yeah. going up. Um, but I buy the really big buckets of it. Yeah. So it comes in a massive bucket um, from the cake decorating company because it's their own brand. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, it's, I say I, I'm quite happy with Renshaw Extra. I'm quite happy with Couture. I'm okay with Massa, except for it's, I find it expensive and unnecessarily expensive. Um, but there's something about the sugar paste for me I don't know whether it's my hands, whether the heat of my hands, whether, do you know what I mean? There's something that it just works for me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm always really, so last week I covered a 12 inch tall. Yeah, I saw it. Is that the one, the yeah. beautiful cake the, that the you did? The hexagonal one. So it's a yeah, six inch hexagon. stunning. 12 inches tall. I, I panelled it, you know, I didn't. Yeah, oh yeah, you would have panelled it. Yep. But it was really easy. 12 inches mm. tall and all skinny. And I'm like, oh, is that it? And I was mm. really bricking it because I kept looking going, oh, this is going to be really hard. Really, really easy. It just went on like an absolute dream. And I got all the corners, nice sharp corners. Um, yeah. So from the cake decorating company, they have colors. They do big different sizes. And I like it. And if you want to know about different sugar paste, I was listening to the Sugar Craft Junkies the other day. They mm-hmm. actually have a whole episode on different sugar Oh, do they? They did. They did a whole episode on sugar pastes. Um, yeah. And they were talking about, and it, it, I, it kind of made sense when I was using it the other day. They were talking about, I think it's Sam that has hot hands. And she said that she finds some sugar paste really hard to work with because her hands yeah. are hot. Yeah, Or that it just takes all the moisture out of things and they yeah. just stick. Because and... that, that was one of the reasons why I bought Robert Haynes um, flour paste. Yeah. Was because it was good for hot hands. Yeah. So that's, that's mine this week, the sugar paste. Yes, well, I th- I think I might try it because I oops I've dropped everything on the floor. I normally shop for, with cake stuff. Yes. Yeah. So um, every now and then I'll pop over, especially on my hunt for six inch boards. Oh boards! Ugh. Oh god, eight inch boards for me. Can't get ours. Love no money. Uh, right, I'm going to yeah. do my product of the week. Go on then. So um, my husband, I wanted this item for years and years and years. Um, but I'm a bit tight and I don't like to treat myself with things like that. So I, I didn't. And he bought it for my birthday um, during lockdown. Because right. I can remember we were sat in the garden. He was giggling, going, <laughs> I'm getting you something. So it's the Wilton Fondant Dusting Cup. So I don't know if you've seen it. It's the little cup with the, the little bag and the purple yeah. lid. So I got it and I was like, rubbish is this this is rubbish it doesn't go together every time I poof 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 and it all fell to pieces the corn because I use corn flour all the corn flour was going everywhere so I didn't use it and right. I was gonna throw it away I thought what a load of rubbish I wasn't gonna throw it away. I was gonna charity it and um somebody said oh um I need one of these things and I went oh well I've got something you can use it's rubbish but have a go so I thought oh well I'm gonna have a look at it and I'd been screwing it on wrong <laughs> I hadn't screwed the bag into the correct hole. Oh, no. So consequently, every time I used it, it just went everywhere. So now I know how to use it. 
It's amazing. I love it. It's um, by my side all the time. I use corn flour in it, obviously, not ice and sugar. And um, it's got a plastic container so you can keep it clean. Um, it's dishwasher safe, which is always very important. Nice. Yep. It prevents any sticking, <laughs> which nice. is very in, uh, important. And it's got a removable lid, which is the bit I got stuck on. <laughs> but um, it must mean that you, you're not using as much corn flour. No, because like I do a delicate dusting. Yeah, rather than poof, a big... poof, poof. Yeah, yeah. Nice. in case of like sticking your hand in or putting a brush in and yeah. whacking it everywhere. <laughs> um, so you can get it from Amazon for five pounds ten. You can get it at the Sugar Crafters for five pounds thirty-five, and you can get it at the Hobby Craft for five pounds ten as well. Oh, so nice. Yes, so it's pretty all all over. But I do like a nice, simple, easy product. So your friend that you went, I've got something that would work. Yeah, they didn't it. get it because <laughs> <laughs> I worked out how to use it. But what 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 a tip! <laughs> that's so fun. But that's I mean, if you're using um, it's like when you you know when you're using like impression mats. Yeah. Or like oh, silicon molds. Yeah. That's the sort of thing you need it for, isn't it? Yeah. Like silicon mold and definitely rather than putting big clumps of corn flour yeah. in. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's just much nicer. I do, I just do like it. Nice. And I'm so glad I worked out how to do it. <laughs> can I? So ask, that, is, it, is it purple? Has it got a purple bit? Yes, it's got yeah. a purple lid. Because all Wilton stuff's got purple on it. Yeah, I like that. Excellent. Right, so that was our product of the week. Yeah. Oh, shall, shall I do it? Oh. Product of the week. <laughs> I think I've changed my tune this week. Yeah, you may. Have product done. of the week. Product of the week. There we go. That that's it. I'm done. <laughs> you're all theme tuned out yeah <laughs> right well i i think we i think we are done um mm-hmm. as always if you could pop over to our website daysketcompany.co.uk you'll find all the show notes of anything we've talked about and our products of the week um please rate review like share the podcast join us on instagram at the business of cake making is there anything else? Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Oh, you can join um, our mailing list. Oh, yeah. Them. And you get free. What do you get free? I can't remember because you get, when I've joined your mailing list, you get oh, you free. Get, so there's free. If you go onto the website, there are free resources. You can either have a five recipe cupcake book. That's it. Or there is a social media prompts, 52 mm-hmm. social media prompts. Or there is a weekly cake plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So you can sign up for any of them and you will get onto our mailing list. And there are other stuff, there's other stuff on the mailing list, like other things that we're enjoying, that we're having fun with, um, bits and pieces of information. So I, I, I think I'm there. I'm plugged out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Many thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you, you all. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.